Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am Carla Swanigan, and I am your host on the show. I am so excited that you're tuning in today. Today, we are talking about being prepared, being prepared. And the way that this show came about, this topic is from the story in the Bible of Joseph. God's really been talking to me a lot about Joseph lately and everything that Joseph went through. And I don't know if you know um, Joseph's story. So we're going to be in Genesis and um, his story starts in like chapter 37 of Genesis. And we're going to be all over a little bit. But if you want to get your Bibles ready um, or on your Bible app, on your phone, whatever you use, you can turn to Genesis chapter 41. That's probably where we're going to pick up his story. But Joseph's story has always really fascinated me for a number of reasons. Um, he went through a lot. You know, I made some bullet points of some of the, a few of the things that Joseph went through to get to the palace where he ended up. And it, it didn't start out all rainbows and sunshine for Joseph either. And, and I can relate to that so much because, um, I feel like in our lives, we, we see this future, this destiny that God has for us. And we've been talking about that a lot lately on the show is opportunities with God and open doors with God and, and taking big risks with God. But I really feel like when those opportunities come that we need to be prepared, right? There is a scripture in the Bible in second Timothy, um, that talks about, let me see where it is. It's second Timothy. Hmm. Sorry guys. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15. Okay. Um, and it's the verse that talks about studying to show yourself approved. Okay. But I'm going to read it to you in the passion translation. It's second Timothy two, verse 15, always be eager to present yourself before God as a perfect and mature minister without shame as one who correctly explains the word of truth. Okay. So that's all about, um, being prepared. And I just felt like God was saying, you know, he's going to, he's placing these doors of opportunity in front of us and he's asking us to take these risks with him. And our only part is to say yes to him, but also to be prepared when those opportunities come. And so what does that look like in the natural? You know, um, for me, the example that came to me right away was even, um, getting this radio show when that opportunity came to me, I believe that, um, God opened this door to me and I was able to walk through it because of the season of preparation that he had just brought me through when that door of opportunity opened. And what that looked like for me was I had been doing a podcast for a little over a year. We have an iTunes podcast, Carlos Swanigan ministries on iTunes and SoundCloud that you can catch up on if you've missed any episodes, but it goes back way further than even me doing the show. I had been doing my ministry podcast for about a year 
And um, what that looked like, you guys, it wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't a studio like I get to do the show in here on the air now. It was me sitting in my sunroom talking into one of those tiny little mic clips that plugs into my computer. And it was just me talking to an empty room about whatever God had put on my heart to share on the podcast that that day. And so I had been doing that for about a year, just listening to the Lord, praying, studying the word, getting before him, and then following his lead with whatever he wanted me to share on the podcast. And honestly, you guys, I didn't know if anybody was listening. You know, you just, you just obey God, you put it out there and you just trust the Holy Spirit to do with it what he wants to do. And, and that was exactly what I was doing. And I did that for about a year, maybe a little over a year when somebody, um, here at the station was able to go back and listen to some of those podcasts after they had met me on another show. And that prepared me to have this opportunity. So now I can come sit in a studio with the nice microphones and the great sound producer, Richard and, and you know, everything else that I didn't have with the podcast, but God prepared me for this opportunity by the time with the time that I spent in my sunroom all by myself, right? Just doing the thing that God had put in front of me. And getting used to talking without anybody else in the room and without any response or any feedback, he prepared me in that every time I did a podcast. So he was preparing me for this show, Scandalous Grace on the Air, and I didn't even know it was coming. And so I felt like that's what he wanted me to talk to you guys about today is being prepared when those opportunities come and even being prepared in the hard place, you know, and that's kind of what was happening with Joseph. So let's pick up. In the word in Genesis chapter 41, and let me just give you a little background here. What had been going on with Joseph? Like I said earlier, I made some bullet points. Okay. So Joseph was his father's favored son. And we find out the story of Joseph starts in chapter 37. If you want to go back and, and get some of the background story, if you don't know all about Joseph, I mean, it's a fascinating story. Um, Joseph was the youngest of several brothers and it says in the word that Jacob, Joseph's father, loved him the best because he was the baby, you know, and how many of us know what that's like? I don't know where I'm the middle child. I know how my mom feels about my little brother. He's spoil rotten, right? So I think that's kind of what was going on with Joseph. He was the favorite, but unfortunately, Joseph's brothers were really jealous and they did not handle Jacob's favoritism very well. And they didn't like, it says they didn't like their brother. You know, they despised him. They didn't even want to be around him. And so Joseph's telling them about these dreams, these prophetic dreams that he has about them bowing down to him and even his parents bowing down to him. And that really sets the brothers off. And they've like had it. I'm just, this is Carla paraphrase here. Okay. So they've had it with him and they decide to throw him in a well one day when the dad's not around and they end up selling him into slavery. Okay. To somebody that works for Pharaoh in Egypt. So Joseph gets sold into slavery after being thrown into a pit by his jealous brothers. He gets sold into slavery and he goes to work for an officer of Pharaoh named Potiphar. Okay. And God puts great favor on Joseph and he has, um, all the authority in Potiphar's house. But now here's the issue. Potiphar's wife had the hots for Joseph for lack of a better way to explain it. I'm just, again, Carla paraphrase. Um, and you can read all about that in chapter 39, but she wanted to be with Joseph and Joseph is like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, God's given me favor here and your husband Potiphar has been good to me. I'm not going to do evil in the sight of God. 
I'm not going to do evil. And so she gets really mad. She ends up falsely accusing Joseph of trying, you know, to attack her, to, to rape her or, you know, um, sexually attack her. And she falsely accuses him of that. And he gets thrown in prison. Okay. So he's going through all this stuff. He gets thrown in prison. He's there for a long time. And again, he's got all this favor on his life. None of that goes away. You guys, just because we're in a difficult situation, I don't know what season you're in or what you're going through, but even in the preparation time, even when God's preparing you, even if the, if the circumstances come against you, if the enemy comes against you and bad things starts happening and, and, and you're in a prison of some kind, right? Uh, maybe you're having extreme health issues right now. Maybe you need healing in your body and you're just really going through a lot of, of health problems, or maybe you're going through a lot of relational problems. Maybe, um, you're being falsely accused of something. I don't know what your prison is that you're in right now in the season, but God will still use what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good, which he does in Joseph's story over and over again. It's a repeated theme in the story of Joseph and he'll do it in your life as well. And he'll, he'll use even the time in your prison even the time in your hardship, even the time in your pain and suffering to prepare you for the new season and the new opportunity and the new doors that he's inviting you into, into your destiny. Okay. And so that's what was going on with, um, Joseph here. And so Joseph's in prison. He's got even favor in prison. The head guard in prison puts Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners. And, and so the, the gift of leadership is clearly on Joseph's life, right? Cause no matter where he's at, he gets put into leadership because of the favor of God on his life. And so he has all this favor and then Pharaoh gets mad at his chief baker and his um, cupbearer, right? So he throws them both in prison Joseph's in prison and Joseph interacts with them. These two guys to make a long story short, end up having a dream. Okay. They both have a dream on the same night and they wake up and Joseph interprets their dreams for them. And for one guy, it's a good dream for the cupbearer and for the baker. It's a bad dream. It's, it's telling him that he's going to get killed (laughs) and that ends up happening. But before they get released and go back to Pharaoh, Joseph's like, they're like, thanks for interpreting my dream. And Joseph's like, Hey, please remember me to Pharaoh. I didn't do anything wrong to get in here. I was falsely accused. You know, I was, I was sold into slavery in the first place. I'm a Hebrew. This is a foreign land to me, but still I've done nothing wrong to be here in prison. And I think that's good message for a lot of us too. Some of us in our prisons have spent some time focusing on the fact that, you know, maybe I did something wrong and that's why my breakthrough hasn't come. Maybe I've disappointed God or let him down in some way. And that's why my healing hasn't come. Maybe I missed God and didn't step out fast enough into the opportunity he has for me. And that's why my breakthrough in ministry hasn't come. And I just want to say to you, God's timing is perfect and you haven't done anything wrong. And even if you did, God's big enough to fix it. And he's a good father and he is not holding that against you. He will bring you out of whatever situation you're in when the timing is right. And he will elevate you and he will promote you himself just like he ends up doing with Joseph here. But I just want to say to you, you haven't done anything wrong to be in the situation that you're in. And just like Joseph said um, here in chapter 40 of Genesis, he has done nothing wrong to be in the situation he's in. So he's asking these two guys, the cupbearer and the baker to remember him to Pharaoh and get him released from prison. Well, of course they get out and what happens? Do they remember? No. And don't we all feel like that? Sometimes we, we minister to a person we let somebody borrow some money. We go and, and help them fix their car when their car breaks down. And then when we're in our situation of need, it's like, we feel like we've been forgotten. 
Okay. And I just encourage you to release those people from that. Um, God has not forgotten you. Um, don't hang on to that unforgiveness or, and don't let your heart become bitter over that. God's going to cover all that and take care of all that. If those people have forgotten you, just bless them and pray for them and trust God to remember you to whoever your name needs to be remembered to right? trust God to open those doors, trust God to bring that opportunity because when he does it, it's got the favor of God on it and the timing is perfect. Okay. And so it goes on with Joseph that these guys forget about him. And if I'm reading correctly in the text, it says two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. Now think about that. You guys, he helped these two guys get out and helps them with their dream and asks them to remember him. They forget him. And two more years for Joseph in prison goes by. So he's just spending that those two years leading the other prisoners and being in charge of all that the, the head warden of the prison has given him to be in charge of. So he's still honing his leadership skills, right? He doesn't realize it, but God's preparing him for something really magnificent down the road. All right. And so two years goes by. Pharaoh has a dream. And it's these dreams about fat calves and skinny calves and all this other stuff. And he's like, I need somebody to interpret this dream. And that's where we pick up. We're going to pick up in Genesis chapter 41. Um, He hears about Joseph. Somebody finally, the cupbearer remembers Joseph two years later. He's like, hey, when I was in prison, Pharaoh, um, I had a dream. And this kid named Joseph interpreted it. And he was absolutely right about everything. Everything he said came to pass. And so Pharaoh calls for him, calls for Joseph. He gets released and comes up there and Pharaoh tells him about his dream and he asks Joseph to interpret it. So we're going to pick up in 41 of Genesis chapter 15. I mean, sorry, 41 verse 15. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard it said about you that you can hear a dream and interpret it. I'm not able to. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is God who will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So so Pharaoh said to Joseph, and he begins in verse 17, you'll go on to read, Pharaoh begins to tell Joseph all about his dream. Joseph interprets it. It's, It's all about having seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And Joseph not only is able to interpret the dream, you guys, but God puts so much favor and wisdom on Joseph that he's able also to receive the strategy from God and the blueprint of how to save a nation through this famine. And he tells Pharaoh all about having to, you know, save grain and it'll carry you over into the seven years of famine. Pharaoh is so impressed. He goes on then to put Joseph in charge of everything. Okay. And we're going to pick up, we're still in chapter 41 and we're going to pick up in verse 41 of Genesis. Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I'm placing you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. He clothed him with fine linen garments and placed a gold chain around his neck. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot and servants called out before him, make way. So he placed him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh and no one will be able to raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt without your permission. Okay. So now Joseph literally went from the prison to the palace and was literally put in charge of everything. He is second in command only to Pharaoh who's in charge of everything. He's the king, right? He's the Pharaoh. So can you imagine if Joseph hadn't spit that spent those years in preparation, in leadership, in humility, in forgiveness, um, in keeping his heart cultivated, um, purely, 
before the Lord so that he wouldn't get into bitterness towards his brothers, okay, who sold him into slavery in the first place, threw him in a pit, right? Um, he had the opportunity to become bitter to the cupbearer and the baker, but it doesn't, it tells us in the Bible that Joseph just kept going about his business, doing what he was doing in prison, leading the people that God had put in front of him. And that's what I want to say to you guys too. Um, even while we're waiting for our opportunities, even while we're waiting for our breakthrough, even while we're waiting for our healing and our deliverance and, and our restoration and restitution, we have the opportunity to be prepared by the Lord for whatever he's calling us to next. And it's so important that we keep our heart pure before God and our hands clean in his sight. And we just ask God continually prepare my heart for what you have for me, Lord. And we, um, we have the opportunity to forgive people and um, release them from their responsibilities towards us and maybe from hurting us or forgetting about us. Like what happened over and over again, really with Joseph, he was falsely accused and, and, um, Man, he was held in so much contempt by his own family. They were so jealous. Um, And really, it was the call in his life. And it was the destiny that he had before him. And we know um, that if you go on to finish reading Joseph's story, he does carry them through the years of um, great increase and the years of famine. And he saves, you know, the nation and his own people, his own brothers eventually come back to him and need grain. And he recognizes them. And, and ends up forgiving them, you know, and it's just full restitution, full restoration in his family. And I firmly believe you guys that the Lord was able to do all that. And Joseph was able to walk in that high level of leadership and favor with God because he stayed humble. He stayed in a place of preparation, even in the prison, even when he was falsely accused and he let God prepare him for all that he was calling him to. And we all have that choice. You guys, we, we can either um, kind of sit in our hand, sit on our hands when we're waiting for that breakthrough, or we can say, okay, God, how can I be prepared for whatever it is you have coming for me? Even in this season that looks dry, even in this wilderness that looks like there is no water, how can I stay humble and have clean hands and a pure heart before you, God? How can I be preparing my heart for what you have coming for me? Because we never know what leadership, um, what next step, what increase, what promotion God has for us in the next season and in those new opportunities, you know, it reminds me of the story. And I know I've talked about this a little bit on the show before. It reminds me so much of, um, the Eagles quarterback, right? Is it Nick Foles? I think is his name. Um, you know, he was benched in 2015 and we've talked about this a little bit, but I'm so fascinated by his story because when I saw all the interviews before the Super Bowl, um, leading up to the Super Bowl, when they interview the teams, and even after when they actually won and they were such underdogs to win to even make it to the Super Bowl in the first place, but much less to win. I was so impressed with his humility, you guys, and his attitude, his godly character that just oozed out of him in every interview I heard him in. But, you know, he was benched in 2015. Um, he broke his collarbone like he had all these things. He was injured. All these bad things happened and he even contemplated retirement. And then he got this opportunity when Carson Wentz got hurt to step up and be the quarterback for the Eagles and take them to the Super Bowl and ultimately play in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and then be awarded the Super Bowl MVP. And I'm just like, wow, what a beautiful example and illustration of what God can do with the willing heart and a humble heart and a teachable spirit and somebody that's willing to be prepared. I promise you that um, Nick Foles was prepared 
for that opportunity to be quarterback because he kept practicing even when he was sitting on the bench. He kept practicing even when he was the backup. He stayed prepared. So when that opportunity came and Carson um, was unable to play and they called Nick into the game, he was prepared. He was as prepared as he could be, and that was his part. And God did the rest, right? And he gave all the glory to God. And I feel like that's such a great example for all of us. Um, Even when it looks like you're sitting on the bench, you know, just use that time to be prepared, you guys. Whatever that looks like for you. If you're in ministry, you know, get in the word. Um, spend that time with the Lord. Um, minister to the people that God's placed in front of you, whether that's your family, your neighbors, your coworkers. Um, if you're waiting for a healing in your body, um, use that time. I've been stuck in bed many times because of my back issues. And use that time. If you can't read, play the audio Bible over yourself. Um, get somebody to um, send you some great videos that you can watch or get on YouTube and watch a bunch of free um, videos about the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and listen to people's testimonies about being healed and and pray that God will use you to heal other people. Like really just press in to whatever it looks like um, God wants to do in the midst of your struggle and your hardship in your prison. Just like he did for Joseph, even though Joseph was in prison and he still let the favor of God rest on his life. And he took that opportunity to be prepared and he led the people that God placed in front of him, whether it's prisoners, um, the people in Potiphar's house before he was falsely accused. He was always learning and always leading because that was the hand of God on his life. So don't become bitter. Don't um, seek into dis- sink into discouragement. Just really, you guys. Ask the Lord, what is it you have for me, even in the midst of this season? How can I be prepared, God, for what you have next for me? Um, You know, I am so grateful to God for all the seasons that he's carried me through. But one of the true honors and privileges of my entire life has been that he allows me to minister at the local jail. And um, it's the place, you guys, where I see the Holy Spirit show up so mightily. I see the love of Jesus for these women that he lets me minister to. And there are so many times that I would be going to minister there and I would not know what God wanted me to share with them. And he would give me like one little word or one little scripture. And I'd have to go in there just cold with no notes or anything and just wing it and talk to them as the Lord led. And the Holy Spirit showed up every time, you guys, that I was willing to go and do that and just let himself flow through me and love on these women. And he met them there and he continues to meet them there and loves on them. But even in those moments where I felt so unprepared that I would go in there with, you know, one scripture or one word that I felt like the Lord was trying to get me to say to them, which was usually that he loves them. And talking about his grace, even those times, you guys prepared me for what I'm doing today. Okay. So just be willing to let the Lord do whatever it is he wants to do in your season and prepare you however he wants to prepare you. Um, I'm going to pray for you guys, but before I do, I wanted to read a, um, another scripture to you. Luke chapter 12, 35 through 38 says, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. And that's all about being prepared. And again, in Matthew 25 verses one through 13, it's that story we've talked about before about the 10 virgins and the lamps and having their lamps filled with oil so that they can be ready when the time comes. And I feel like that's what God's asking us to do today too. And then my favorite verse about being prepared is from first Chronicles and it's chapter 28 verse 20. And it's the verse that the Lord really gave me when I was really 
beginning to pray and step out into my ministry. And it says, then David said to his son, Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God. My God is with you. He won't leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the Lord's house is finished. And I, I declare that over you guys. And I pray the same for you. God is with you. Do the work. You guys get your ducks in a row. Be prepared. However it is, God's calling you to prepare yourself for these open doors of opportunity. He's putting before you and these cool God risks that he's going to ask you to take with him. Go ahead and get yourself prepared. However he's leading you. I'm going to pray for you now, father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for all of our listeners, Lord, that they are preparing themselves in partnership with you, Lord, for what you have coming for them. Father, I pray for perseverance and endurance in the waiting. I pray for perseverance and endurance for the breakthrough. I pray God that you would have your way in all of our lives, Lord, and let us be prepared in partnership with you and whatever that looks like. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And you guys, I pray for your open doors. I pray for your opportunities with God. And I pray that you'll prepare yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. You can find out more about Scandalous Grace and Carlos Swanigan Ministries on our website, carlaswanigan.com. We love you so much and God bless you. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.